Welcome back to another episode of the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Fix T Products, uh, here locally owned in Bertha, Colorado. Uh, these guys were at AMA Arena Cross there in Loveland at the Budweiser Event Center, and that's what this episode's about, is interviews from the Arena Cross there. And uh, these guys gave me a pretty sweet little products. Uh, they have T-handles, hammer T-handles, that both ends are hammers and everything and then they also have these sweet torque wrenches that uh just are t-handles that you can basically torque down all of your bike with just one uh you change out the sockets and then just use the t-handle as a torque wrench and it's an amazing product so go check them out they have an instagram as well as fixed t products and uh, they have a website that you can get their products at fixedtproducts.com and uh, they're here in Bertha, Colorado. So go give them a check out and welcome to the episode. I also want to thank you as the listener. Without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. So thank you again for sharing and all the excitement on all the social media. It's awesome to watch and uh, all the reviews on podcasts and iTunes. Uh, Thank you guys very, very much. It's very, very wonderful. Applied Technology brings Racetech suspension products, service, and enterprise to the Rocky Mountain region. With extensive experience in Racetech products and applications, we provide the same level of suspension service and support that you come to expect from the Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Be sure to mention code RMRR2020 for a discount on your suspension service. get into it right uh kicker arena cross is not kicker arena cross that we used to think it was right uh it's now ama sanctioned and it's now kind of replaced the amsoil arena cross so which is really good uh there was a ton of pros there like factory pros uh jace owen was there uh jared stanky was there we got the stank dog uh, and Kyle Peters were th- was there, who used to be a JGR factory rider. Um, we didn't get to talk with him, but we got to talk with Jace, and we got to talk with uh, Jared. 
Uh, we talked with Devin Brassfield, uh, Garrett Nibbler, um, Ryan Munson, Rylan Munson. Um, we watched a lot of epic battles. So that was this is what this podcast is basically about. Um, is basically just chilling and talking about the arena cross and listening to the interviews. There's a lot of epic battles. There's some things that I want to talk about um, and some good, you know, the typical track update of the week uh, and Moto Mom and Moto Dad um, tr- update for that this week and everything. So stay tuned. We're going to start kind of laying out the episode with some couple interviews with some of the local guys here. So the first guy we ran into was my buddy Dominic Valdez, and here's what he had to say. You just took third away. Uh, talk about the track and then uh, your overall experience here at the Arena Cross. All right. I, um, I started out pretty good. I came out really strong. Um, I was in second, went around the first turn, went through the whoops, and... That's my weak point. Uh, they just, um, a couple guys got by me in the, the whoops, and after that, there was a catapult jump. Um, got uh, one guy there, and uh, and uh, the track is really nice. It's really tacky. A couple spots are, are slick, but uh, overall, the, the track is nice. So what do you think will help out Colorado with uh, uh, making the tracks better or giving us better experience for arena cross for some better athletes and stuff? Uh, I think we need it a little bigger to have uh, more rhythms and more, um, uh, what, doubles, a few doubles, because, I mean, right now it's, it's rhythm section, whoops, and catapult. I like to have more jumps in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, thanks for talking for us, and uh, look forward for the episode three of the podcast. Right on. Thanks. No problem, buddy. So we're racing indoors. We got to be careful. Uh, it's definitely more dangerous. We have to make sure we we come in and and control more speed. So luckily, there's great people there to take care of us. The flaggers, uh, the paramedics, and everything. Luckily, one of my good friends is a paramedic and or EMT. Uh, she can uh, further instruct how her title is and everything because I'm probably speaking incorrectly but uh yeah she did an interview for us it's Joanna Snow and uh she personally when I used to race at the cork series and everything (laughs) I've wrecked and broken a few ribs and everything and she was there to take care of me and she does an outstanding job and I know she does a great job with everybody else she truly cares and uh she knows a lot about the sport and she really makes sure that like everybody feels safe and comfortable riding and uh that means a lot when you're racing knowing that if anything happens there are people there to run out and keep you safe and make sure that nothing's going to happen to you so knowing that going in at the gate can put peace at racers mind so let's listen to joanna snow we're here with joanna here so go back over with what you do and uh then talk about the track i'm one of the medics i've been here for almost 10 years with you guys uh First race is always a little gnarly. Uh, everybody's just getting back on there, getting their feet up again. Uh, you know, it's been fun. We have a great time out here, and we're just there to make sure everybody stays safe. So you said the track's pretty tight and everything. What do you, what do you think about the dirt? Uh, the dirt's really sticky. It's wet right now. Uh, it's slick in some areas, but it seems to be pretty good. Uh, it doesn't seem to be messing up with anybody too much so far. So what kind of response time do you guys have so far? 
in a matter of seconds. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> All right. Well, you stay safe out there because I hear the flagger got taken out already. Right? That's right? We did. Yep. We had one taken out earlier by uh, another dirt bike. So after the finish line. Perfect. You so flagger is getting her isn't perfect. I got pulled off to the side to get my media pass. So just wanted to make that clear uh, when listening to that interview. Uh, so walking through the pits was awesome. I got to see my buddy Kyle Dalton. And if you guys don't know Kyle Dalton, he's this big, huge, tall guy with a huge smile on his face all the time and the most positive attitude. So here's my buddy Kyle. Hey, Mr. Dolan, how's the track out there? Uh, we're here at Budweiser Event Center. I'm doing the interview? Yeah! No! Yeah! You gotta do it right now, dude! I thought you were interviewing Melissa. We'll do her Melissa later. So, introduce yourself for the fans and everything, and then talk about the track, what you are what you need to work on, what, what, you, what, you, like, what do you excel at, um, and then just talk about the, the, the arena cross here at Loveland today. Well, it, it, it's an awesome event. It, it really is. We, we need more events like this. We, we need more tracks open. We need, we need a lot more, you know, to, to help out the motocross community. But I feel okay. It's fun out there. It's riding, which is good. I'm not over at the shop working right now. Uh, my, my name's Kyle Dalton. I, I work at Moto Adventure uh, Kawasaki. We do beta motorcycles too um, we really enjoy going to the races and, and having fun and providing track support and parts uh, this is my first B race I got kicked out of C you racing the bees? racing the bees Heck I don't yeah. I feel like a fish out of water yeah I yeah like I, I was don't there once there. too yeah but uh but it's still fun I think I at least beat one guy so there you that's go. That's good. all it takes. You know, that means you, you, you're in the right class and you're holding your own. Uh, I guess. The the top, it, it's crazy, like in the outdoors and, and even here, how big of a gap there is between start of the B class and the top guys. Like, I don't know if McClure moved up yet, but God, Bronson McClure last year in 2019 was flying. Flying at level, right? Another level. There. There should almost be a, a, a beginner B and a and an intermediate B or something almost, but I don't know. It's still fun, and, and that's why we're out here. So. Yeah, I think in episode two we talk about like uh, we think that a lot of guys need to move up and like make the A class big, bigger and more stacked and everything too. I think like not, that would just help the, the overall the, the pro class in general. The top pros are getting more support because there's a more stacked pro class, more money in the pot. So, uh, I, I personally, I think people need to bump up more. I mean, the pro class in recent years has been pretty small. Right. Really small. Right. And, and that stings because that's what a lot of people come out to watch is the pro class. Yep, I and, agree. And that's what I'm excited for here. We're, we're going to have our pro guy, Andrew McNulty, go out there, and, and I'm excited to watch him. I'm pumped to watch these Babbitts. Uh, Monster Energy Cowie guys go out there. It, it's going to be good, but but I totally agree. There there should be some more pros, and and we need to find a way, you know, more money or better tracks, more something to to get them to come out. 
what do you what's your opinion on like uh, why guys are staying in the B class or why what's the fear of like what you think why they won't bump up to a more difficult class? Well, I'm not sure because they're they're fast enough. They're absolutely fast enough. My our mechanic over at the shop, being Clady, he's a pro, but he always stayed in his class. He he. he he always tell, told me, you know, don't move yourself up and stay in your class, you know, and, and let the AMA move you up. And and I think that's right, you know. But I don't know. Maybe there's something else to it. Maybe maybe the AMA needs to be a little more present at race events to to move people up if, if need be. I mean, I just watched the the C250 class in there. And the top three guys are flying, flying through the whoops, just as fast as the 250B guys. And and the back of the pack isn't jumping, you know, the rhythm section. So there's kind of a big discrepancy. And I guess I keep coming back to that. Yeah. So you need somebody to stand up and, and, and put them in their place of, like, you need a bump up kind of, I, I think. Possibly, but you know, still, it's all for fun. Yep, we're yep. out here having a good time. That's how I see it too. Like I'm 30, I'm not gonna go for like, like legit pro or anything. I'm just gonna challenge myself, and that's what it's all about—having a good time. That's right. Have a good time, and and if you're really fast in the B class, move up and start making money. Yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate you coming on the the podcast, Kyle, and uh, good luck if you're racing tomorrow too. And did you make the night show? I think so. Okay, perfect. So then well, good luck in the night show. We'll be watching for you. Well, I appreciate you guys and, and what you do because this is, this is pretty awesome to, to be out here doing a podcast. That's Dude, thank cool. you. Okay. Well, we'll get you a t-shirt and everything too once they come in. Yes. So continuing on to that topic and everything that me and Kyle were talking about, maybe there needs to be a designated person that is looking for lap times or certain things to bump people up to a a certain class Uh, I don't think we should have to police people or babysit them to get them out but I don't think people are going to ride to their highest ability or to challenge themselves for certain people not everybody I think the majority is all racing towards their class there's a very 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 small majority that's noticeable that um, people kind of can tell that they should be bumped up out of class. And um, I don't know how we solve that. Um, I know I am, or not I am, but Aztec has lap time uh, counters, GPS, or, or those kind of key fobs or whatever that do lap times. Um, maybe more of our tracks need those capabilities, or maybe we need to go to some timing and qualify not qualifying but uh some some time events and stuff and you know in moto one they look at the lap times and see if you know this person's riding to just as comparable as a riders maybe they need to be competing against a riders or c riders definitely need to be bumping up to the b class uh we also need to remember with some of the these fast kids and everything there's age restrictions that are keeping them down uh and they're just super fast and it's just age which is totally fine um we as adults and uh parents and everything just need to teach uh the younger youth and everything that older 
Uh, I <laughs> this kind of sounds like an old man and everything, but we pay for our insurance. We pay for our our dirt bikes, our parts, and everything. Uh, kids not saying they don't respect them because everybody I feel like most of the majority has a great uh, respect for the sports they respect their bike uh, they respect everybody else as well so don't don't think this is hating but like some of the kids don't understand the the actual costs of it Um, or to understand that like we have to go to work and we have to uh, we can't miss work and stuff and if we get taken out or um, in my sense, if I'm picking up my bike and someone comes around, uh, a kid and just hauling butt like during a practice day, um, and you know it's just practice. Like let's teach them to slow down, be courteous of everybody else, uh, instead of being the show off and everything. We all know who's fast and we all know who has speed and everything. Trust me, everybody looks and everybody knows who who was like, wow, that guy's really hauling today. So uh, let's just keep that in mind. Um, so that was, that was a great interview with Dolan, Dolan, uh, Kyle Dolan. He, uh, Kyle has some really good knowledge and he's been racing the full race series last year. So, uh, that was a good topic and a good, 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 good interview. So thank you, Kyle. So up next is Melissa Brow. She did, uh, an interview with us since we were right there at the Kawasaki Moto Adventure. And I wanted to get her, uh, interviewed as well because, you know, she's one of the girls that is stacked up with all these guys and kicking their butts and holding her own right there next to everybody. So kudos to her. She's been coming up, and I, we've had, me and her had some epic battles throughout last season and everything, and she's always seems to be out front, and she's hard to pass. And uh, she, she holds her, her, her own out there, and it's awesome. So good for her, and I'm glad to see her doing well, and keep it up. So introduce yourself. We're here at Arena Cross. Uh, talk about the track and just your overall experience and uh, and how you're feeling. Oh, so I'm Melissa Brow, number five. Um, I did 250B, like 250 intermediate. Uh, I had a hard time. So I thought it was going to be good. Like my start was okay. And then right before the rhythm, I T-boned some guy. And since I'm too short, I fell over. <laughs> yeah. And so I couldn't catch back up, and I'm just really hoping to do better in the next one. Um, women's was better. Uh, I mean, I just kind of ride my own race, and it feels really good in women's. So where do you feel like you're struggling on the track? Uh, so in 250 Intermediate, some of the people are tripling in, and I'm not really comfortable with doing that, so I don't. And then the whoop section is better, but... You know, it's hard. Every time you go through them, it tires you out more. So by the last lap, like, I'm trying to hang on, and it's just tiring. Um, the sweeper before the whoop section is pretty gnarly. It's, like, slick, but there's also clay. So it's, like, just a bunch of bumps. I hate it. That's I hate that the most. Yeah. <laughs> so with the... Uh... Do you, does anything come to mind of what could help Colorado riders to, to be more prepared and to be more developed for arena cross in Colorado? Um, it's really hard here because we don't really have super cross tracks and even the one like at Erie and stuff like that, it's not it's not that great. Um, I don't know. They I mean, they have, Wes has those training classes. I've never done one, but they make up the super cross track. Uh, and then drills. So cornering is going to be your 
best bet on anything. Like, you can watch some guys out here not do the finish line and beat the guys who are because of their cornering. So really, you're cornering and try to find a section where you have to keep your rhythm. Because that's a big thing, too. Perfect. Well, thanks for talking with us and everything, and uh, good luck in the night show. Kick some butt, and uh, we'll be looking forward to watching you. Thank you. Let's take a break and have a word from our sponsors. GoEx Services, your go-to choice for grading and excavation needs. Serving Larimer and Weld County, we specialize in renovating and installing driveways, site preparation, rough grades, final grades, drainage and erosion control fulfilling your dirt work needs call us today at 970-481-6225 that's go x services at All right, Brian, we're here at uh, Loveland uh, Arena Cross, the Budweiser Event Center. Uh, introduce yourself and then talk about your experience here at the track and uh, what your expectations are for tonight for the, the main show and uh, your goals and where you're struggling with the track and what, what what's your, your positives. All right, uh, I'm Brian. Uh, tonight I'm racing in the uh, Schoolboy in 450C. Um, track's awesome. I mean, the dirt is perfect. I mean, they couldn't honestly couldn't have prepped it better. It's uh, different from what I'm used to. It's my first arena cross, so I'm still getting used to how tight it is, how much like higher intensity it is, but it's a ton of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. And tonight, I'm really just looking to go out there and have some fun. I mean, go ride, have fun with uh, all the guys in my classes, and hopefully keep it on two wheels. So you, not everybody knows here, but you're on a 125 and you're racing the 450C. So what do you plan on doing to, to beat the horsepower there? Because I think the 125 is actually better uh, in this tight class. Yeah, definitely. The 125 is it's perfect for this track. It's Everything is so tight. There's no, no huge jumps. 
the 125 is able to kind of zip around real quick. Uh, really, I'm just looking to get a good start. If I can get out in front of those 450s uh, right off the start, then I think I'll be golden for the rest of the moto. Just kind of put myself in a good position and try to hold it. Perfect. Well, stay warm and stay safe, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Sounds good. Thank you. So that was Brian Urbanski and uh, number 111. Uh, he was one of my buddies. He's been following me since uh, I, the YouTube days and everything back when I was a super squid. So, but he hit on something pretty good with because a lot of people race in arena cross. It's all their first time and everything. Um, and it's tight racing. Um, a lot of people don't understand that like to pass – there's only one or two lines, and we all know that in a motocross race, it's just like that too. So imagine how hard it is in our races um, for an indoor track. So it's even tighter. So that's one thing I noticed with on the, the races, um, all the epic battles that we had and everything. You kind of had to force the decision or force something to happen. And sometimes both parties came out ahead, and sometimes one party came out ahead. And you saw that in multiple battles with John Douglas, uh, Ryder Hernandez, and uh, number 81 uh, guy on a a KTM. Kid was pretty fast for um, that class. Another epic battle was Ryan Zawaki and uh, Cody Fortnott. That was awesome. The two guys battled pretty hard and came close each time, each corner and everything. And then next thing you know, Ryan forced the issue and one of them didn't didn't come out and one thing I wanted to point out though with how tight the racing is if riders go and just ride away and don't acknowledge anybody or if they just kind of not it's I'd say it's maybe like passive aggressive um, behavior or um, just if you don't acknowledge the 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 moment or acknowledge that it's tight racing um, and that's what Ryan did after each one of his motos and everything. He gave everybody a fist pump and that you could see it in everybody's eyes that it just kind of like all the, the heat, the passion and the, the anger that they had in the moment all kind of went away and just kind of was like that mutual respect just kind of you could see it, it, it happen when that happened. And a lot of riders who force the issue and kind of just ride off into the sunset, that festers into the the number two riders, the second place riders mind, and it creates a bunch of his own emotions and, and amplifies it. And it creates these heated moments that they come out to the pits all super fast and, and, you know, just kind of cause an incident. Um, so as riders and everything, it'd probably be good if we just remind ourselves that we get in situations, it's just racing situations. We don't, sometimes it's inten- it's intentional and sometimes it's not intentional. So we have to like just take a breath and that acknowledgement and that mutual respect is, was pretty awesome to see. So kudos for you, Ryan. And, uh, your, your dad would be very, very proud. And, uh, I would be too, because, uh, you know, you just see it in the guy's face and everybody that there's no fist fighting moment moments or anything like that. So it was really good. And we as riders and racers and everything, we need to understand it's arena cross, it's indoor racing, and it's super tight. Um, a lot of the riders are only capable of riding one line. So uh, if they're going to force the issue and kind of push you out of the way, then you got to be prepared for that and hold your own. 
that also goes for the other side too is like you all, I also saw a couple writers being like snow plows and just going in t-boning guys into the corner with no no logic or no skill to even make the corner after the pass he just wanted to take the guy out and then both of you are going to go down so don't be snow plows or anything kind of if you're going to force the issue do it smart and correctly and, and show some skill doing it um, that's all I just have to say and and Ryan man that that's a good good sportsmanship issue for everybody to to really witness is just you know sticking by and either acknowledging um, you know the racing incident and giving that fist pump yeah he he gets angry but you know then he realizes you know next time it, it could happen to Ryan so or the next time it, it, he could stay up and come back from the race or um, Ryan could be in the lead and someone else forces the issue so uh, kudos to you guys in, in awesome respect and no matter what place he got uh, Ryan always did that so uh, that's awesome buddy uh, keep it up and all you other guys, uh, I'm sorry I didn't get around too much. I got, like, my blinders on, and uh, I talked to as much people as I could. Uh, I helped out Garrett Nibbler, one of my pro buddies, and Devin Brassfield, another pro buddy. And then uh, I focused, I think, in my opinion, I, I, I focused too much on the pros, thinking um, that's what people wanted to listen to. But I, I want to listen to other people's interviews as well because I think Kyle had a good one and a lot of the, the younger guys. So, Next time at Denver Arena Cross, I will be there and I will make sure to not focus on on the pros as much and make sure I go to the little guys and uh, try to make sure I introduce myself. Uh, I try to kind of keep under the radar and make sure that no one really kind of knew who was operating this podcast. Um, But then uh, it's kind of doesn't help when you want to interview people and everybody kind of looks at you like, well, who are you? So uh, my name's Charlie, um, Charlie Makita. Um, if anybody wants to just come up and, and randomly uh, talk to me, go ahead, please do. Because um, like I said before, I get my blinders on and it's super hard to uh, to kind of notice everybody with all the bikes, all the noise and all the, the awesome jumps and the racing and everything. So I, I get so focused on trying to watch all the races and make sure I, I, I see all the battles to mention and everything. So uh, Ryder, awesome whole shot, dude. Ryder Hernandez, uh, keep it up, dude. That was awesome riding. John Douglas, that was a great pass. And uh, another example of force in the issue um, but Ryder, good job, dude. Keep it up. Uh, make sure you just kind of keep the m- momentum in the corners and, and don't lose, lose speed, um, throughout the race. And, uh, you, you could have held them off. Oh, uh, but third place is still good, buddy. Uh, I don't know who that other guy was that 81, but he, he could seriously corner, man. I should, uh, should have got some videos and everything, but that was some epic writing of you guys in the inter- intermediate class, uh, and the C class as well. So, uh, kudos, kudos. So, uh, Jace Owens and Kyle Peters and Stank Dog pretty much took the whole uh, pro racing scene. Uh, we Our Colorado boys kind of struggled and everything. It was a difficult class, but it was stacked. Those guys are super, super fast. Uh, I was pretty impressed. Jace was just incredible through the whoops, either wheeling in. Um, if you guys have a chance, go check out Dinko's or uh, Dio's. Um, 
video of him going through the whoops. So in the 250 Pro Sport, we had Jace Owens taking first place overall. <clears throat> Sorry. And then Kyle Peters, like I said, taking second. Jared Stanky taking third. And then Kyle Biederman with the, the bat racing Babbitts, um, Babbitt Racing, uh, took fourth. And then Darian Sandervey, I don't know, a gentleman from Washington, uh, 457, he, another Babbitt racer. Uh, those Kawasaki guys were trying to fight as hard as they could, and they took fifth. So then in the 450 Pro Sport, Jace Owen again took first. Uh, Kyle Peters took second. Third place was Mason Keir. Uh, fourth place was Darian again. And then fifth place was Kyle Bitterman. And then sixth place was our Jared. Um, so, yeah, uh, the night show was awesome. So keep it up, guys. Uh, and then we got some interviews from some of the, the pros to uh, – uh, we got Stank Dog and Jace to kind of let you know uh, what gate to pick and what they're kind of thinking on the gate. Compact Auto Repair is your complete car and truck repair center. Don't let the name fool you. We do it all from domestic imports and diesels. Family owned and operated, servicing Southern Colorado since 1982. From minor and major repairs, we can't fix all your problems in life, but we can fix your ride. Give Riley a call today at 719-543-0731. That's 719-543-0731. Here we go. We're at the Budweiser Event Center here waiting for pro practice. Uh, here's some of our uh, local pro boys and everything. Devin Brassfield, what's going through your head uh, waiting for practice right now? Uh, just trying to stay safe out there today, make it through the night show, and uh, have fun. Heck yeah, buddy. Garrett, what's going through your mind right now? Garrett Nibbler. Man, there's a lot of fast guys out here. Uh, we're going to see what we can do. <laughs> we'll probably be behind on the second gate, but uh, it's whatever. We're having fun out here. That's what it's all about. Sounds good, bro. Hey, Ryland, so uh, sitting here at the gate getting ready to go out to practice and everything, what's going through your mind? Nothing. I'm just super excited for my first pro race and just going to go out there and do my best. Good luck, buddy. Just don't be intimidated and stay safe and just, just hold, your, hold your own. Yeah, for sure. Not going to let the Team Babbitts guys push me around, that's for sure. There you go, man. You, you definitely have the speed, brother. You just keep it up. Play, play it smart. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem, buddy. You better interview this guy. He's from club. So you want to introduce yourself and uh, and uh, talk what's going through your mind on the, the for our podcast listeners? All right, so uh, this is my first time riding arena cross. I, ju- I just tried this bike one time, and we're going to go out and send it. And my, yeah. my only goal is to beat Garrett Nibbler. So uh, you, you <laughs> rode at club? Yeah, me and Garrett used to ride there together. What was uh, that like out at club, uh, training at one of those facilities? Yeah, I mean, I still go there a lot of the time, and it's, uh, it's awesome. It's a great place. Awesome, brother. Well, good luck to you. Stay safe. And uh, welcome to Colorado. Are you going to be around often? Yeah, I'm going to do the whole Arena Cross series. So. Awesome. Well, if you're ever around riding with us or anything, uh, join in and have a good time and hope you listen to the podcast. Sweet. Thanks, man. No problem. What podcast? So this week's Moto Mom and Moto Dad tech tip of the week is uh, going to go for like gear testing and like gear ratios and your equipment testing for arena cross amateurs don't really get the the opportunity to test 
for arena cross but changing gearing and your suspension can change your riding kind of pretty substantially so getting with applied technology suspension and knowing how to set up your suspension correctly would be huge um, just they, they do free clickers and everything go in there and ask them if you have air pressure for air forks or whatever they can recommend everything for it uh, they can also give you parts and accessories or whatever that you need um, to make your suspension that much better next is got gearing ratio uh, you want that quick acceleration and tight track, so top speed's not really there. So test out some, go to IMI, um, maybe some more ver tracks will build an arena cross track eventually. Um, but go out, test the test your suspension, test gearing ratios, uh, and see what works best for you, and try to get an edge on the co competition. A lot of the guys are all riding stock bikes. Um, stock gearing I should say all of us are usually riding stock bikes because most of us can't afford the good stuff uh, but um, yeah so you know just go out and test your stuff and make sure that you you put yourself in the best position as possible so our next interview is Jared Stanky and he's going to reiterate how important bike setup is for arena cross stank dog here Jared Stanky uh, how, how'd practice go for you right now uh, practice felt good. Um, track was is pretty mellow compared to our Amsoil Arena Cross we used to do. Um, other than that, I felt good. Um, elevation wasn't holding the bike too back too much. Um, other than that, I felt really good. Uh, what was your favorite part of the track, and what do you plan on uh, working on with the track? Where where do you feel like you struggle the most? Um, struggled the most with um, with the bike with with lacking a little bit of power. Um, you got to keep your RPMs up in the, in the corners just because it's uh, it's lacking power. So it's e it is easier to tip over because when you go to get on the gas, the gas isn't really there. Just got to keep your RPMs up nice and high. Um, that's my biggest thing is I like to ride the bike mellow, not on not rev it. So I think that'll be my biggest struggle tonight is to make sure I remember to keep on the RPMs. Uh, my favorite part of the track tonight was the whoops. They're they're not as big as Amzo, but they're bigger th bigger whoops than for kicker arena cross. So they, I felt good through them. Heck yeah. Uh, so, kind of a funny question. Uh, is there anything in the world that requires more than two strokes? Stank dog's wiener. I dig it. I dig it. And then, uh, so what's it like to feel all the love from for like the fans with all the two-stroke love? Um, it's it's surreal, man. Um, you know, I got people, little kids from from 65 year old men out there uh, digging digging me and digging being a fan of me just because I'm, there's the two stroke right there as we speak he's, he's barking in it's perfect yeah. timing right? uh, yeah the two the two stroke is just that's what created my fan base and that's that's kind of what's keeping me going with sponsors and keeping the funding alive for me and i'm 28 years old and you know i'm i'm pretty at the tail end of this thing but uh if i can keep it going sponsors paying for me i'll still be out here I love it. I love it. And then, uh, so, wh what do you? Th are you staying in Colorado long? And then, what do you think uh, about Colorado motorsports in general? Where do we shine? Where can we? Where can we improve? Um, Colorado. I'll be here till Thursday next week, so we'll be here for a few few more days after next week, after this weekend. Um, Colorado can improve on the weather. That's how. That's how your guys' riding could get better. Um, I got my friend Hayden Kelly. He uh, he's a savage, and we're going riding next week. Actually, probably at Thunder Valley, and it's going to be freezing cold. And you know, him and his buddies, I see him ride out here year long. So, 
there's not too much lacking for for the Colorado motocross community other than just the the sun. Or I'm sure it's sunny here, just the just the warmer temperature. Oh, I feel you on that one. Uh, Jeffro two sixty seven wants to know if you've gotten your birdie dirty. Um, I'm not sure what a birdie dirty is, but I'm sure I've gotten it dirty. <laughs> and then, uh, what are your plans for 2020? Uh, my plans for 2020 are to come out and kick ass, take names, and make no friends on the track. And then with your setup on your bike, could you tell us uh, how you would set up uh, your arena cross bike from a motocross bike and then what you would do if you were racing a two-stroke? Because I know you're not in a two-stroke right now, but if you were racing a two-stroke, because a lot of our listeners all race the, the amateurs all race the two-strokes, so what can they do to set up a two-stroke a little bit better for arena cross? Um, definitely a, a way taller sprocket on the rear. But I, if you ride a two-stroke uh, indoor, you got some big balls because that thing is its hard to control. I have a hard enough time controlling the 125 indoors. Um, the only thing it lacks would be the torque like the four strokes have. Um, other s- setup otherwise is uh, just a little bit stiffer suspension for arena cross other than motocross. And um, a little bit stiffer sag, a little, little uh, more sag in, inside the shock. Well, I appreciate you talking with us, and uh, good luck. Stay safe out there, and uh, kick ass, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and uh, awesome job. Thanks. If you've ever wondered what's gone through the flagger's mind at the end of the race, this next interview is for you. What's your overall experience here at the, the Arena Cross, um, being the flag and everything? It, it's awesome uh, meeting oh, new people well, and just having fun and loving dirt bikes. So with the coordination that it takes and everything, uh, what kind of stuff do you see that uh, being at the finish line? Like, uh, what what kind of direction are you getting from the from people in the headset? Um, just like uh, how many like laps to do. Um, if there's an accident down, I got to keep out watch for that. Um, letting letting other people know if there's an accident, they can't see it and stuff like that. Okay, perfect. And then uh, so you guys just kind of keep an eye out for who's leading, and then. Uh, put the white flag out for the leader and then go for the finish line. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Well, uh, do you have anything to say for the fans on the podcast? Uh, come, and, come and watch Kicker Arena Cross. Perfect, perfect. Well, thanks for being on, and I appreciate you, Ben. All right. <laughs> so here's the Stink Dog again with some uh, pretty good advice for you guys at the next Arena Cross there in Denver. Uh, so if you're ever wondering some good start tips or anything, uh, here's one from the pro, the Stink Dog. So, Jared, what... what what gate you think about choosing? What's going through your mind right now? Uh, 229 on here on the heat race. He's got the money gate. Uh, I like to go with the one that has the most traction in the back of the gate, but it's not too too bad in front of the gate as well. So you gotta you gotta look at both. But uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, gate seven all the way from the far right. So let's take another short break from a word from our sponsors. Original Privateer represents the Privateer racer and the motocross action sport lifestyle. Dirt bikes, motocross, supercross, and free riding is our culture. We stand for a lifestyle that refuses to dwell in the common. There's more to these sports than the thrill. There's freedom, endurance, and the faith. Freedom in the risk, endurance in the pain, and the faith in accepting the challenge. There is wisdom to be gained. Embrace it. Have faith over fear. In life, you cannot win the race by following. This is what we're made of. These are the codes that guide us and the passion that propels us. Thrill brings us together. Over the screaming of our engines, we can leave the noises of life behind. We ride. We are original privateer. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and motocross and supercross apparel. 
honoring the free souls, the risk takers, and the adventures. So that was Friday, and then Saturday I came back and talked with Scotty Scrub about the freestyle stuff, and this is what he had to say about how that went. Alright, here, Saturday, day two, here with Scotty Scrub. Uh, so it seems like the freestyle transition has been pretty smooth for you. Uh, the pictures and everything of Jack Jackson's and, and all your videos that you've been posting on Instagram. Uh, please talk about how that's going and where people can contact you to schedule events. Yeah, the freestyle thing is uh, really new to me. I'm just starting out. This is my second show. I'm feeling good on it, though. Pulling some new tricks uh, today. Yesterday in practice was pulling a new one. Uh, we'll be doing the full kicker series, racing and freestyle, for the kicker arena cross. And um, Mainly, to get a hold of the shows, you, know, you can always just contact me on my Instagram, Scrub210, or uh, Facebook at Scotty Scrub Miller. And uh, contact me through that, or book me through my agent Johnny. I can get you his contact information too. Okay. So perfect, perfect. So what's it like to uh, feel and land on that blow-up ramp? Oh, uh, it's actually really smooth. It's like landing on a bunch of pillows. No kidding. It's like a giant cloud that you just kind of sit right down in. Tuck in. The front end doesn't want to tuck no, or anything. As long as you have the bag set right, everything's good. Perfect. It's really good. It's gonna make a really long careers for for us freestyle guys. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite trick to throw down so far? Uh, you know, good old whip is always my favorite. You can never go wrong with a good whip, but I'm starting to get, uh, I want to get some seat grabs down maybe the next couple weeks. I, I feel like those are going to be fun. I think uh, cliffhangers will be really fun to do. Uh, I, I want to try over the bar tricks, maybe some Shaolins or uh, strippers. And Captain Morgan, I think, is going to be a real fun one too. So those are kind of uh what's going to be coming for me next, you know, throughout the season. Those are the tricks that I'll be working on. Awesome. Uh, how do you enjoy the 450 compared to the two-stroke? Uh, the 450 on the ramp is where it's at. It's really consistent, especially with these small arenas like Loveland, uh, where we, we don't have a real good run-in. But if I'm going to be racing, I'll race the two-stroke, which I'll, I'm doing. I'll be racing the two-stroke and then the 450 for the ramp. Awesome. And then uh, everybody's been asking, uh, I don't want... I don't want it to seem like the, the fans or anybody's pressuring you into something that you're not ready for or you're comfortable with. So this next question, I don't want to feel, don't let anybody pressure you into getting, and I don't want you getting hurt, you know. But uh, not saying you're going to get hurt. I'm just saying don't do anything out of your limits yet. Like, I feel like everything's going really good for you. But uh, so everybody wants to know when you're going to do the backflip. Flip, yeah. That's, uh, that's a work in progress. Uh, I would love to... I think it's an easy trick, more mentally than physically. Um, so I think that's just going to take time and and practice. I, I definitely want to do it, but I want it to come in good time. I don't want to take myself out before before it even starts. <laughs> I, I totally so, agree with that 100%. So maybe, maybe towards the end of the year. Awesome. And then uh, could you talk about how different your bike setup is compared to like your average bike uh, for freestyle? Oh yeah, the freestyle setup is a lot different. It's uh, kind of hard to get used to at first because for my race bike, I run a really low bar and, and my lever's kind of down and my suspension, you know, really stiff, which also in freestyle, you have to have really stiff suspension, but you need tall bars and a shaved seat, so it's just a, it's kind of awkward at, at the beginning to get the hang of it, but once you get used to it, it they're pretty similar. I mean, I, I adapt very quickly to any bike or in any terrain so uh, 
what's your biggest fear doing freestyle, and how do you overcome that fear? Um, biggest fear, uh, God, coming up short is definitely the biggest one. You definitely don't want to come up short on that bag. I saw uh, a buddy came up short a couple weeks ago on it. It did not go well. So I definitely don't want to be going short. And overcoming that is just being uh, extremely confident when you're coming in and know exactly your run-in speed and hit the ramp the same every single time and get good lift off of it. It's more of a comfortability thing than anything. Yeah, we were there at IMI when that happened. Uh, that's when our episode two was going out. Uh, did that guy end up breaking his hip or like is he all right? What happened with it? Do you know? Yeah, he, uh, he ended up breaking both his wrists. Uh, left hip left femur and an ankle oh man and he had surgery over christmas which sucked but he's out he's he's home doing well in good spirits and everything you know starting the recovery process it's going to be probably a year for him before he's fully recovered but you know so it was a bad it was a bad get off and and, uh, I, i really feel bad for him and i hope the quickest recovery and everything so Absolutely, man. Same here. We'll say some prayers for him. Uh, Thanks for talking with us on the podcast, and good luck tonight, and good luck with the freestyle, and I hope uh, everybody reach out with Scotty if you want to book an event. I think it would be awesome and start growing the the freestyle sport and then helping just the motocross community in general. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem, buddy. Yep, take care. All right, so this track improvement secret of the week um, goes back towards – the beginning of the episode and then kind of continues on with the transponder things and using transponders to record lap times um we could if more tracks did this because we all know aztec has had this for a long time um if we made it more affordable we'd be able to to be able to um be able to use it more i mean ten dollars isn't isn't super expensive but when you go to the track and all these guys are using lit pros now and and getting even more data for um, a different kind of service if it it's a way to keep the track to stand out so if more tracks started using transponders uh, for lap times um, imagine what that could do for our racing so like you could start we could be the first local kind of series to be able to start using qualifying like so we track all the racers and everything um you're gonna have to kind of judge based off of um the lap times and everything make sure no one just cut the track and cheated and everything but you could kind of do gate picks off of qualifying times um and make sure and like have your flaggers and everything see if it if there's people cutting the tracks then you could disqualify them and make sure they get last gate pick or if somebody gets it on their gopro or something of the sort but there's a way to mitigate it but there's a there's a lot of potential for um just making our our racing series that much better and having unique ideas so once we do have lap times and everything so tracks could give out um, weekly fast lap time awards or whatever, like uh, fast person of the week, right? So whoever, you, everybody kind of comes to your track to try to beat the fast lap time. So you're, you're bringing more people into your business and you're creating more money, more revenue for yourself. Um, we're always going to kind of keep on continuing giving these tips to track owners and uh, making sure that 
or just business in general, uh, helping them out. So whenever they change the layout and everything, uh, you could notify people that you um, changed the track and to come out and be the first person to be the, the fastest lap of the day or the fastest lap of the new layout. Um, so, I mean, there's another way to add for your advertising. Um, you could also have a screen um, within your sign-up, uh, whether it be, um, I know Thunder Valley is just in their shed, so Thunder Valley would be a little bit more difficult for it. Um, maybe they could do a printout and post it on their board or something. Um, or like Aztec could put a computer screen or a cheap TV or something and just put the, the lap times up there on uh, right there in the, the booth where you go and pay. Um, same with all the other tracks. You could kind of put just a printout or, you know, um, each week, once a week, um, and have people come out and check once a week or try to beat those times. It, it wouldn't be too difficult to, to set that up. Um, also, to use uh, during races and everything, too, this adds more award opportunities and everything to have um, the fastest qualifier and just making our racing a little bit more unique. And uh, and you just you, that's another way to stand out and put Colorado on the map. So just a, a little idea, you know, um, maybe if Aztec could make the transponders a little bit cheaper or... Um, you know, uh, certain ways we can do it. Um, once the everybody starts getting the same transponders or anything, then it, and it works for all the tracks, uh, then it would be really easy for RMRA to to be able to incorporate it, um, or to leave it out of some like make it certain races or anything, or just the showdowns or certain certain things like that. We can we can kind of adjust, and then you can have certain competitions outside of just the normal racing. Um, for fastest lap times or um, the fastest lap of the year or something you know there's there's a lot of creative ways and with passion comes ingenuity ingenuity so uh, that was my track tip or track improvement secret tip of the week Um, so with improvements and everything uh, we interviewed Andy McNulty with uh, the Kawasaki Moto Adventure guys too on day two he had a rough day on Friday, and uh, but you know he always had a positive attitude with everything and a smile on his face, and that's what motocross is about. Um, so he is a prime example, and we got an interview with him. Here it is. All right, Andy, day two of uh, Arena Cross here. What what are your plans? What are your goals? And what are you gonna like work on for tonight for uh, Arena Cross? Uh, we're gonna work on a little bit of consistency. Last night it was a little choppy, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna build on last night's results and try and move up the ranks a little bit. Perfect, man. Is there a shout-out that you want to give to anybody listening to the podcast? Yeah, definitely. Moto Adventure Kawasaki Beta out of Loveland, Colorado here. Um, huge shout-out to those guys for hooking me up with all this stuff and getting me going. And my wife, especially, for always supporting me and keeping me going. Awesome, dude. Well, good luck. Stay safe out there and have a blast. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem. That was Andrew McNulty. Uh, always have a positive attitude here at the, the racetrack and uh, a great example for the kids. Alright, Devin, uh, Arena Cross day two here. Uh, we had a little bit of mishaps and everything yesterday, but you know, you're staying positive. What, what do you plan on today and what are you going to be working on? And uh, what's your uh, goals for tonight? Now that the first race is out of the way, all the jitters are gone. I think tonight 
should be a good night to throw it down and uh, make it into the show. Perfect, perfect. So, like, when you get all nerves and everything start, like, building up, what do you, what do, you do to collect yourself uh, for others to try to try to work on it themselves? Uh, really, when my nerves start to get out of whack, I try and take a deep breath, sing to myself, talk to myself, really just have fun and trying to find that flow. All right, buddy. Well, you have a good time and stay safe out there. Thank you. So for some reason on the next interview with Jace Owen, uh, my recorder wasn't going. And <laughs> I looked down all of a sudden and knew that I wasn't recording. So I hit the re- record button right away and I cut off like 15 seconds of his interview. Um, but all I did was ask him uh, how Friday went and what, what he was planning on working on from the night before on Saturday and then go from there. So here's uh, Jace Owen holding the number one plate and uh, trying to defend his title for the AMA Arena Cross. And then uh, the, the mains, I didn't uh, quite calculate the starts perfectly, so uh, I think if I could get out front right away, that'd make uh, my race a little bit easier for me. But there's definitely some good guys to ride with, and the track's hard and slick, So, but then there's also a lot of grip in places, so it's it's no, tough to be uh, consistent. And, uh, you know, I definitely, like I said, want to try to win races and do the best that I can, but it's a long season and kind of made a silly mistake in the 250 main yesterday going down, so I was a little disappointed in myself there, but we rebounded the 450, and... Like I said, just want to have fun, and it's a long season, so looking forward to it. Uh, so they always say the, the number one plate's a, a heavy plate to have and everything. Uh, w- what's the pressure like uh, to, to hold that? Yeah, definitely uh, you have a little bit of a target on your back, but I kind of like pressure and normally do well. It gives me something to push for and not just settle in. So, uh, you know, they always say the second one's harder than the first, so we'll see. But um, I think I've, I've worked hard this off season and I've done everything I possibly can to be the best prepared I, I can possibly be. So looking forward to a good season. Awesome, Jace. Well, good luck and stay safe out there, buddy. Thank you. So I saved the best for last. This is by far my favorite and most entertaining uh, interview. It's with Finn Shaw. Uh, everybody knows Finn, uh, the Finn man just being uh, the biggest personality you can ever see. Uh, always smiling, always joking around, lots of energy, um, and like always the kids say the darnest things um, it, hanging around with Finn. So it's always a pleasure being around him, and his parents are, are good people for raising such a good kid. All right, here's Finn Man. All right, we're here with round two at the Arena Cross with the Finn Man here. All right, give us your overall experience and uh, tell us, like, how the race is going for you. Um, yesterday I pulled three hole shots, so, and I won one of them, and then the other two I got third in. So then, and then today I got first in one of my heats, and then the next one I got third. Yeah, so like for the main event and everything, uh, what, what do you plan on doing to, to make sure that you get first? Um, I hope to just get a good start and be out front. All right, is there anybody you want to say thank you to for, for the racing? My dad, Fast House, Elite, my mom, Didi, uh, OGO, and everyone who else. Thank you. All right, buddy. Well, you stay safe and you, you make sure you get first tonight, all right? Thank you. All right, buddy. So following the Finman's lead, we are going to thank our sponsors as well. We'd like to thank Applied Technology Suspension, 
Compact Auto Repair in Pueblo, Colorado. Um, original Privateer, GoX Services, and others coming because uh, we got some big things, big, big, big things coming. We got two other sponsors coming and uh, a lot more other stuff. So for you guys racing Denver Arena Cross, uh, if you see me either in a media vest or press vest or uh, my media pass or whatever it is and I'm doing interviews or anything, feel free to walk up to me, say hello, um, come get a sticker. I got stickers now and I think by Denver Arena Cross I should have shirts. So for I'm giving away most of the shirts as much as possible uh, until I can break even um for the purchase of the shirts so i'll be selling them and giving them out to sponsors um and we'll be giving them out to um special guest interviews interviewers um there's also a couple individuals that have really stood out and i will be giving them shirts as well for all the others uh they're 25 dollars a piece um i'm also taking pre-orders right now um, for those um, Colorado motocross shirts. If you haven't seen it, it's the Colorado C with the motocross uh, letters right there on the top of it. And I will be taking pre-orders for any colors or shirts that you want, and I will order those and get them delivered to you guys next. That will be the next T-shirt um, that we are selling, and those will be the three T's. Um, I believe that will be good. And we'll continue to get on some more swag. And then next, I'm, I am I believe the schedule should be coming out shortly. Um, so I will start getting the the awards ordered and readied. So uh, once we have the, the total number of races and everything, we're going to order two different, two separate awards, um, probably from a certain company that I have in mind that has been in contact with me. Um, so we'll, we'll get those quoted up and what do you guys recommend? Um, so for those of you guys listening to the podcast right now, get on your phones and if you're driving, don't get on your phones, but, uh, tell the person next to you if there is someone to get on their phones and send me a a direct message on Instagram and let me know what you guys would like for awards. Um, for being cheap, I was thinking just the foam, um, the, the foam with the, the graphic and the, the 3D cutout, those kind of awards, or um, something else. We also have a bunch of handouts that um, our new sponsor, sponsor is uh, providing with us. So we're going to be giving out those awards as well. Um, and we're just going to keep on continuing um, giving out to the community and trying to get everybody to listen to our voice and trying to make sure that the community gets better and grows and not that it's horrible or anything, just the sky's the limit. So if we can do some of these track ideas and imagine where it could go, um, we could really, really revolutionize this stuff. Um, upcoming episodes, uh, here following this one, we're going to have the Supercross and Todd Bannister interview. Um, so that will be following right after this one. Uh, it will be released the day after this one. So instead of Friday, it will be released Saturday. Um, cause we want to get Todd's voice out there and get it before the next, um, race is going on. So we'll be releasing that one Saturday morning as well for all you guys going out to the track on Saturday or on the weekends. You guys can listen to as many podcasts as you want. Um, so that was that one. 
then so that's episode four then episode five is going to be about um, motocross trips so we're going to be I'm going to be trying to plan a motocross trip here soon, so a far destination. So we're going to do a podcast episode on what you like to take on the track and other things of like prepare for it, what items you should take, uh, certain things that you wouldn't necessarily think outside of the box that could ruin your trip. Um, so we're going to try to help you guys prevent any issues um, that come up, and if they do come up, you're prepared for them. So that's that one, and then episode six is going to be um, basically how to save the local motocross shop from the internet. So this is going to be a lot of really super good ideas for local motocross shops if they're either struggling or if they want to add extra revenue, um, there's going to be really really good business ideas so if you guys know anybody in the industry or works at the motocross shops uh, please tell them to listen to episode six because it's gonna it's gonna open some eyes and it's gonna be providing uh, some really good business ideas that if somebody with the capital to invest into their R&D um, could really like steal all of all of Colorado's business, um, not like steal it, but you could really, really put yourself on a whole another level that everybody's gonna want to buy their parts from you. So um, just certain ideas, um, ambitious ideas. If you're not that ambitious, um, I think they're very plausible ideas. But uh, if you're not ambitious and you just want to stick with the status quo, you go right ahead, and that's that's cool. But uh, this day and age, everybody's shopping online and for the best deals, and you gotta you gotta fight the internet. Um, so we address all that, and we have some typical things you hear from a, a motocross shop that everybody, I guarantee it, it's gonna trigger. Um, you're like, oh yeah, I know that that feeling. So uh, we're gonna address some of those issues and try to see if the local motocross uh, industry members, motocross shops, uh, will listen and see if if they can they can help out um so other than that please continue to share the podcast this is our longest episode ever um as for requests i totally thought opposite i thought we were going to want shorter episodes uh to more like 30 to 40 minutes um but everybody's asking for longer episodes so that this works great so um the only thing hard for me is being able to talk for longer than an hour and have it be super interesting so you guys thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you, because your interviews and your guys' uh, kind of, instead of me talking, it's you guys talking, so that's the best. So Denver Arena Cross, and it looks like maybe Thunder Valley, I'm going to try to ride there Saturday, um, and then Denver Arena Cross is this next weekend, I believe. So we're going to have t-shirts, remember, t-shirts, $25 a piece. I have medium, larges, and extra larges. Um, all adult sizes. I'm really sorry. Um, I didn't know how many kids or when I, when I bought shirts and everything, I didn't know how popular this was going to be. And I didn't want to get stuck with, uh, a ton of shirts and everything, um, for me to just wear myself or make into towels and have an expensive, uh, box of cut up shirts. But, uh, it seems like it's grown really big. So once we, 
sell these all out then i'll make an order for kids shirts and do like pre-orders or something and then uh, we'll get them ordered asap and then be able to hand them so if you see me at the tra tracks at either in my truck or in my moto van um, the red moto van with the the trex deck up on top um, that's me um, my truck no one really knows about that's fine um, but if you see the the 226 bike um, the blue ones, uh, Devin Brassfield's, the, the red ones, I'm changing my number to number nine. So if I'm on my KTM 350, then I'll be number nine. And then I'm eventually getting, uh, Rocky Mountain Racing Review, um, graphics on my 250F and my 252 stroke. So, uh, plans coming shortly. Um, for you, those of you that have, uh, that want my graphics on your bikes and stuff, um, just ask me for the logos and everything, or tell me who is your graphics, uh, company, whether it be Defy or FAF, and I will send them the vector, um, logos, and you can put my logos on your bikes, um, and feel free to do that at any time. So that's for you guys. Um, just shoot me a message and tell me to, uh, either email my logo to Jeff or Mark or um, whatever company you guys are using, and I will email them over the vector file. Um, and you just let me know what logo you want um, out of the three or four that we have. So, yeah, just let me know, and that's no issue, and I'll get it um, put up there now that we narrowed down our, our logo and it's kind of more finalized. So, yeah, if you guys want to do that, that's cool. Um Share the podcast, continue, please. Uh, there's been four or five of my friends that's really stood out and some of the others um, that really just keep commenting and help, like, it's really awesome. It helps me out a bunch. So if you guys could get more people to share, um, we can interview more people and get more listeners and then get more uh, sponsorships. Uh, Donnie Hansen might be able to, might be sponsoring us. Uh, for his training academy, he talked to me today, so that was a huge uh, fangirl moment of mine, <laughs> and because uh, his son Josh too is like my favorite, 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 favorite dude ever, um, just attitude, style, and uh, his little daughter, like he's got the, he, he he's like my image of like the moto dad, like he's exactly kind of my, uh, my idol of where I want to be. Um, his daughter's just absolutely adorable and has quite the personality herself. And uh, it shows that Josh is a, a pretty awesome dad. So, uh, I, and we also have Donnie, who once he comes back to Colorado in May, we're going to interview with uh, him and get some of his Supercross championship, what it's like to be a champion, and uh, some of his uh, Hall of Fame knowledge and, and everything with his stardom that we got because he's uh one of our famous local pros as well just like tomac so uh maybe we can get a foot in the door and start getting some of the the bigger dogs here and and creating some ride days and stuff where some of the the big dog pros come out and rides with uh, a bunch of the amateurs uh just like the axel hodges ride day that we've had and some of the others maybe we can uh start putting a foot in the door and uh, getting those guys to getting a voice to them and maybe they can hear us and and spreading the love and love towards their fans
Alright guys, that's a wrap. Uh, I want you guys to subscribe, follow, and share this podcast with everybody you know who loves motocross and motocross bikes. Uh, Thank you guys, and thank you sponsors. Remember, this sport may break our bones, but it will never break our souls.